We are at the bottom of Daf Samachet uh, Amabet. We are dealing with uh, mid sugya uh, with a discussion 68b uh, between Mumbaz and uh, Rabbi Akiva. Uh, really, the the main thrust of their discussion before was whether a person has to have a form of awareness. Uh, specifically, in this case, uh, we we said about Shabbat. Uh, to make it liable, i.e. he knew about Shabbat and then he forgot about it. Uh, it was then that uh, he has to bring a korban. Mumbaz's opinion, who was followed by Rabbi Yochanan and Rash Lakish, said that uh, a person, if he has no idea uh, whatsoever about Shabbat, uh, if he commits a sin on Shabbat, then he does not actually have to bring a korban. Uh, that was the opinion of uh, Mumbaz. And, uh, and Munbaz had already said uh, in terms of uh, if a person, his, his view was uh, that a person is called a, a sinner and he gave a logical argument uh, before yesterday, at the, towards the end of yesterday's stuff, it was logical uh, where he said a person is called a sinner when he does something by mistake uh, and he's also called a sinner where he does something on purpose, uh, meaning that the only time you could do something on mist- by mistake is by definition if you uh, knew about it and then forgot about it. Otherwise, it is, uh, you, you, uh, it's not called a mistake. It's just totally unknowingly. Therefore, uh, he says that it, uh, that that's type of. In other words, you have to have some knowledge about it before, as opposed to someone who had absolutely no idea. He'd be exempt from a korban. Uh, Rebbe Kiva had challenged him from a logical perspective uh, and, and, and said, surely uh, if a person knew about something, uh, you only, if you do something deliberately, you know about it before. So then taking it to your um, logical conclusion uh, that someone has to n- know about it before, so even that's, that's not called uh, doing something by mistake, doing something inadvertently if you know about it before. And Mumbai says, no, uh, no problem. He says uh, that uh, as long as you know about it before, uh, is uh, th- that, that's what's important. Uh, we, we hadn't really uh, understood that and uh, where we'd gotten to uh, was something we actually will go over it again. I think we did do this uh, yesterday but it is uh, the beginning part of today's discussion. Uh, and mind time at Mumbai's. Now really, uh, as mentioned, we had a logical argument uh, but now we get to a textual one and therefore the Gemara focuses obviously just on the, on, on the text as opposed to uh, the, the logic behind it. Um, so it doesn't flesh out the actual underlying logic because we revert uh, to the text. So my time at Mumbai's. Now we ask for Mumbai's reason. Addictive and the pasuk when it talks about a, um, a person uh, that does something. Um, uh, this in, specifically it talks about idolatry, which is going to become important later. Uh, it says Torah echad yelachem. Uh, there should be one Torah, one land law uh, for for you. Uh, to, to if you do, if you make a mistake, uh, next to that the following verse. Uh, it's all in um, uh, in in Bamidbar. Uh, it, it's chapter fifteen uh, in Bamidbar, uh, and it says the next verse in in Bamidbar, chapter fifteen, uh, verse thirty. In this case, the previous one was twenty nine. tase biad rama, a person who does something with a high hand, uh, which means that he does something. Uh, deliberately, okay, and that's the Gomorrah says, therefore there is a hekesh, okay, a connection between these two verses, hekesh shokeid lemezid, a connection between someone who does something on purpose, someone who does something by mistake, ma mezid, shayatah luyadiyah, av shogeid, shayatah luyadiyah, so the same way that someone does something on purpose, uh, he, he must have had some kind of knowledge uh, beforehand uh, to be able to say, I'm doing this on purpose, he knew that it was wrong. Uh, therefore, the same thing, uh, according to Mumbaz, uh, it's even someone who makes a mistake, he has to have known about it beforehand. That is his textual support. Uh, Rabbanan, uh, we bounce back to the rabbis. Hi, Torah Echad, my today. So what do they do uh, with this juxtaposition, this hekish? Uh, they need it for what uh, this this uh, what Yeshua uh, ben Levi uh, taught his son. What is that? Torah There should be one law for those people who do it by mistake. Uh, 
uh, and uh, and earlier on in that uh, chapter if he tishgu lotasu it's kodamitvot aile if you make a mistake and you don't if you if you sin really and don't do all of these things that a Moshe spoke that Hashem spoke to Moshe uh, that really is is talking about idolatry. That's the uh, a central premise over there. That if you don't do these things, it was talking about idolatry. And then uh, afterwards, and uh, as we saw, verse thirty, So really, we have idolatry, uh, something da- done inadvertently, something done on purpose. Uh, so all of those three are linked together. So really, all these three things are linked to Avodazara, to idol worship. And uh, in the same way, in terms of uh, idol worship, it becomes the paradigm. The same way over there, Devar, Shechavin, Al Zodono, Karet, Shikiko, Khatat. The same way, in terms of idol worship, uh, if you do something on purpose, you will get Karet, uh, and if you do something by mistake, you get, uh, you would have to bring a Khatat. Uh, and therefore, we generalize because of the prototype, we generalize to the other cases. Of course, so there too, in all the cases like this, uh, you, you, if you do something by mistake, uh, you have to bring a khatat uh, because if you did it on purpose, you would uh, get karet. Okay, so that's what the rabbis do. The Elad Mumbaz. Now we bounce back to Mumbaz. Uh, he says Shagah uh, b'Mai. So in terms of uh, Mumbaz, uh, if a person makes a mistake, how does he understand uh, a person who makes a mistake? Because surely he says, if if you do it uh, and and you know uh, that it wasn't allowed, surely that is called deliberate. Uh, so then, what is? How do you ever get a person? Uh, who is a shogeg, uh, a person who does something by mistake. Uh, what, what is he that uh, inadvertently uh, talking about there? Uh, and interestingly enough, we get this following opinion, uh, he is inadvertent uh, when it comes to the korban. What does that mean? It means that he is aware that what he was doing was wrong. Uh, he could even be aware that it was uh, a karet bearing sin, uh, that he could even be aware to that level. Uh, but the issue is uh, he doesn't know uh, a subtle detail of that. So even if you know you do it karet when you do it on purpose, but you don't know uh, that you have to bring a korban khatat uh, if you did it by mistake. So even that level of awareness uh, is defined by Mumbas as a shogeg. Rabbanan, uh, they obviously hold uh, the, uh, uh, the the more general, the more commonly accepted opinion. Shigat korban lo Just because you don't know. 100% uh, the exact consequences uh, and uh, the fact that you would have to bring a, 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 a korban, a khatat, uh, for something that you did uh, does not obviate you. Uh, that is not defined as unwilling. If you know uh, that what you're doing is wrong and, uh, and it would have a carrot bearing sin, well, that, that is called, therefore, deliberate. That is not called shogeg. Okay, Rabbanan, uh, and now uh, in terms of this Shagadamai, so what, what did the rabbis uh, do with this, uh, how did they understand unwittingly? Uh, we have two separate opinions over here. Rabbi Yochanan says uh, that if you do, you, uh, all you've got to be unaware of, you might know that the action is forbidden, uh, but uh, you don't know that uh, it is subject to karet. Uh, maybe if you knew that it was subject to courage, you might have uh, treated you comported yourself uh, differently. Uh, it says, You knew that it was wrong, but you didn't know how wrong it was. You didn't know how severe the punishment was. Uh, that is Rabbi Yochanan's uh, view. Rosh Lakish says, No, we can't go that far. Add, Shugayg Balav. The karet. He says you have to be unwitting, so unwitting that you both you 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 don't know either the fa- or, or neither uh, the fact that it is uh, wrong and, and neither the fact that it is a karet bearing sin. So you have to be unaware. Uh, you would say blissfully unaware, but it's not really uh, blissfully. It's not. Uh, you're just totally unaware of uh, how bad your action is. 
So as we, you know, Sir Yochanan says, even just the karet uh, bearing nature of it, uh, and and Rosh Lakish is much broader and says, no, you have to n- not know uh, anything, uh, really how bad, you know, that you're doing a sin, number one, and number two, uh, that it is karet bearing. Okay, Amarava. Uh, and uh, we try to understand uh, what this is about. And Rava says, Amarava, Matama de Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. What is Rabbi Lakish's opinion uh, about this? Why does he say only karet? Amakra, he also has a scriptural support. Uh, the Pasuk says, Ashe, Lotasena, Bishkaga, Vasham. It says that if he, if he does it by mistake uh, and he does something uh, that he shouldn't have done and he becomes guilty. Uh, and that what does that mean? Uh, you have to do something uh, wrong and, uh, and, and also you, you made a mistake about the fact that it was wrong and you also made a mistake or didn't know, were uh, uh, totally unaware of the fact uh, that um, you are going to get courage uh, for that behavior as well. So that is uh, Reish Lakish's opinion. Uh, you have to be totally unaware. Right, Rabbi Yochanan, now we bounce back uh, to Rabbi Yochanan uh, in that, uh, what does he do uh, with the statement of Reish Lakish? the Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Ma Avdilay. So what does he do uh, with this statement of Reish Lakish? He used it for the following uh, learning, the following teaching, May Amaaretz, because the, that's what the, uh, the Pasuk included from uh, one of the people, Prat Lamush Mushumad. Okay, to, uh, as opposed to uh, what we often refer to as a mushumad or a, a mumar, a uh, person who is a, uh, a, a, an apostate, uh, it says, and, uh, and this follows Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar, Omei Mishum Rabbi Shimon, in the name of Rabbi Shimon, Asher Lo Tasena Bishkaga Vashem. A person does what he shouldn't do by mistake, and yes, therefore he becomes guilty. Uh, what is that talking about? Hashav, um, uh, if you tell the person uh, that he's doing something wrong, uh, he would refrain from doing it. Uh, if you if you do that, uh, if you tell him that it is wrong, he'll say, oh my gosh, I never knew it was wrong, I'll stop it right away. That's the kind of person that would bring a korban uh, in this instance. Maybe korban uh, that person brings a korban for his error. Uh, but what happens if the person is a total out and out apostate? Uh, what do we say about that? So even if you tell him uh, that, you know, uh, that what he's doing is wrong, uh, he does not have the luxury almost uh, of a korban uh, to, to make it better because he's so far gone uh, that uh, we don't even allow him to uh, bring a korban for his behavior. His behavior is so bad uh, that we don't even allow him uh, to, to do that. So, uh, therefore, we see that that kind of person, this mumar, this mushumad, uh, is unable uh, to bring a korban. Uh, and and that's it. Or or maybe he doesn't he doesn't have to bring a korban. Uh, maybe later we, we might accept it, uh, etc. But you know he doesn't have to bring a korban. So that's what he uses may am ha aretz for, uh, which is uh, part of that pasuk uh, that was quoted uh, by Reish Lakish for his support. So Rabbi Yochanan uses that uh, pasuk to teach us that a, a mushumad a mumar does not an apostate does not bring a korban does not have to bring a korban. All right. Um, Tanan. Okay, so that, that you know shows the, the different opinions. And now we quote a, uh, a Mishnah. Avot Malachot, Abraham Chase Achad. There's a Mishnah which is coming up in, in full daf time. Uh, there are... Uh, 40, the, the, the major laws, the Av Melachot, uh, the, the primary laws of Shabbat, are 40 less 1. We had this uh, also quite a few days ago, uh, which dealt with the fact, why is it called 40 less 1? Uh, it's, uh, we had that at the end of, I think it was the uh, fifth peric, uh, or the fourth peric, one of the two, uh, right at the end of the peric there, where it said that uh, how many, you know, the different types of laws where we learn it out from, uh, and there was a makloket, uh, why, uh, we, we explained there why it says 40 less 1. Why doesn't it just say 39? 
Okay, uh, that was, uh, as we said, a few weeks ago. In any case, uh, we ask a separate question now about it. We ask about, why do I need to tell me uh, the number? Surely I could work out by counting the things that are enumerated in the Mishnah uh, that there are 39. Why do you need to tell me the fact that there are 39? I could have counted it. Avare Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Shem Asa, Kulam Behelem Echad, Chayav, Akol Echad Vechad. Rabbi Yochanan's view, he says, if you do them all uh, with one lapse of awareness, you're not sure what goes on uh, and you, you, you're totally unaware of, of, of what's happening. If you do all 39 malachot uh, in, in, and you don't realize uh, at any point in time uh, while you're doing them that it is actually Shabbat, uh, it says, uh, the maximum amount of chataot uh, that you'd have to bring is 39 uh, because you violated each av malacha, each primary case of malacha. Um, so the Gemara says that that's very nice. Uh, however, how exactly do you get to the uh, the state of being aware of Shabbat? You know it's Shabbat, uh, but you don't know about the forbidden laws on Shabbat, i.e. that you're not allowed to work on Shabbat. So what constitutes work? So it's a bit of a strange thing. In what way uh, do, you, uh, do you know that it is Shabbat? So now we can say, Rabbi Yochanan, we can understand this clearly, uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who we just quoted before. Uh, Amar, who what did he say? Uh, Rabbi Yochanan's view, uh, which was that uh, even if a person is just unaware of uh, the fact that what he knows what he was doing was wrong, but he doesn't realize how wrong it was. Uh, as we said, he's just he's unaware of the karet. So that's, that's how we can easily find a person that does something, he knows it's wrong, he knows it's not allowed on Shabbat, but he doesn't realize uh, that he'll be subject to karet for such a behavior. Uh, and, and therefore, we could find that a person could be liable uh, up to a maximum of 39 times. Uh, so, how do you find this case of 39 Shabbat? Um, uh, he knows that it's forbidden uh, to do something on, on Shabbat, these forbidden laws on Shabbat, Ella, uh, and, uh, you know, so, so, but he doesn't know the punishments uh, for them. He doesn't know that he would get carried uh, if he did them on purpose without witnesses. Obviously, if he did them with witnesses uh, and they warned him, well, then he'd be killed. Uh, you'd get skiller for breaking Shabbat on purpose. So we're obviously not talking about that. Okay, so that works well according to Rav Yochanan's understanding of, uh, of, of, of what does it mean uh, to be inadvertent. However, uh, inadvertent just means you don't know uh, what the punishment, or he doesn't know the, the seriousness of his sin. He doesn't know he's going to get carried. However, uh, the question uh, really is Ella the Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, according to Rash Lakish, which we have been discussing. Dama ad she 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 ad she got karet. So this makes sense according to Rash Lakish. She says because uh, oh no, sorry, it doesn't make sense according to Rash Lakish. We have to understand according to Rash Lakish because what what does he say? Uh, you need uh, to you unaware of both a love and a karet. Uh, he says you unaware of the prohibitions. In what way, therefore, do you know that it is Shabbat? Uh, if you don't know anything about that, what you're doing is wrong, and you also don't know about any of the prohibitions, uh, how do, how can it be? that you are called at breaking Shabbat if you don't know any of the prohibitions. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so it says, Diada de Tanchumin. No, what does it mean? You know about the laws of the Tchum. Uh, the laws of the Tchum, we will deal with this obviously a lot more, Bezrat Hashem in Erevin, but uh, there is a law on, on, on Shabbat that you can't walk out uh, more than 2,000 amot uh, beyond your area. Uh, beyond your, your town on Shabbat, uh, which is about a kilometer. 
so it's especially relevant if you're outside, like for example in a, a game reserve or something like that. So you can't go uh, just walking all around. Uh, there you'd have to know on Shabbat that you're restricted uh, within that uh, kilometer uh, radius uh, and, uh, and therefore you have to be very careful about that. But now, uh, Tchum is not one of the 39 Malachot uh, and, uh, and according to most it is uh, rabbinical. However, uh, in terms of Rabbi Akiva, uh, Liber de Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva holds that uh, if you go beyond uh, this 2000 Amot, uh, it actually is a Dorata uh, prohibition. So that you knew, that's the only thing interestingly you knew uh, was about Shabbat, uh, was that you can't go beyond a certain area on Shabbat. So that is, that, that is an area uh, that you could be uh, liable according to Reish Lakish. Uh, so that is, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, what, what uh, th- that's that's why you would be. It's not a. Um, sorry, that that is why. Uh, that's how, according to Rashi, like, you could be liable. Okay, so Montana, uh, the Gomorrah asks <coughs> about this. Who is the Tana? Uh, the Tana Rabbana, and the teachers the following. Shagag bezeh bezeh zeh shogeg zehu shogeg ashur betura hazid bezeh zeh zehu mazid hamurab betura. There's a brata which starts with as follows. Uh, the rabbis uh, taught uh, if you make a mistake, uh, both with regard to Shabbat and also that you didn't know uh, about the Malacha, uh, it says uh, that is defined as a, a, a that's the true Shogeg. Uh, and also, uh, if you if you knew that it was Shabbat and you knew what you're doing was wrong, uh, that is the Mazid. Zehu uh, Mazid Hamarat Ratsara. That is defined 100% as a Mazid. Uh, okay, so if you're totally unaware, both that it was Shabbat and both about the Malacha, that is a Shogeg. If, you, if you're aware of both of those things, that is Shabbat as well as of the Malacha, that is a, a Mazid. Uh, so those are the two extremes. Shagag uh, b'shvat for hazid b'nachto. But what happens if you in the middle? Uh, you made a mistake. You didn't know it was uh, Shabbat. However, you did the malacha on purpose. Uh, or alternatively, shagag b'nachto b'nachot. You're not sure. Uh, you didn't know about that malacha that it was written on Shabbat. However, v'hazid b'shvat that you you sure knew that it was uh, that was uh, you know you knew about uh, Shabbat. Uh, and you didn't know about it, or Shama, uh, or another case, those are the two intermediate cases, or uh, we taught, uh, or if you say the following, I know that this law is forbidden on Shabbat, korban uh, but I don't know if I'm liable for a korban about it or not. Uh, in those cases, uh, you are. Uh, uh, you have to bring a, a sacrifice. Uh, whose whose opinion is this? Command kumumbas. Uh, this goes like mumbas. So therefore, uh, that that was exactly what we'd said before. That mumbas says, listen, uh, you would even bring a korban, uh, even if you. Uh, um, uh, the shogeg is the type of person who brings a uh, 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 if you, even if you don't know just about the korban so even though you know what you're doing is wrong but you didn't know about the korban uh, that is enough uh, to get you uh, that is the case sorry in terms of uh, as, as it's defined as a shogeg uh, according to Mumbaz Alright, so moving on slightly, uh, but similar kind of concepts uh, dealing with these types of issues. Amar Abayim, Korban. Now we get to another uh, uh, thing which is similar but different. Uh, what is that? Uh, that is talking about a Shuat Bitui, uh, a statement that you say, I will eat something or I won't eat something. Uh, that's where you said, I'm, or I'm going to do something, or I'm not going to uh, do something. That is known as a shvurt butu, an uttering of your lips. Uh, okay, uh, it is, uh, and uh, the important uh, thing about this uh, is that, uh, on the one hand, uh, you, if you if you violate this uh, um, prohibition, you do have to bring a korban. This korban is called korban olevioreid. It is a korban chatat. However, it does uh, get adjusted due to financial circumstances. So uh, you you have to bring a korban uh, for violating this. However, uh, it's it's the exception uh, as to uh, uh, 
the uh, the rule that often, because most times when you bring a korban katat, it is because you have violated something that you would have got carried for if you did it on purpose, as we saw uh, at the beginning of the shir, when you violate something on, uh, if you violate uh, something by mistake, which on purpose you would get carried for, you generally have to bring a katat. Uh, and, and now there's the interesting case of, uh, this is the almost the exception as to bring a korban katat uh, without having violated karet. So that's what a bias is. Uh, everyone agrees uh, when you swear about korban. you don't have to uh, bring a um, uh, a, a korban. Uh, it says ad uh, It's it's if you if you violate the oath, you only have to bring it. Uh, if you if you don't know uh, that you have to uh, that you didn't know it was forbidden to violate your oath. Uh, he says that's. Uh, um, you know, it, it, if you didn't know, sorry, that you had to, that uh, you, your oath was going to be uh, violated, uh, if you didn't know it was wrong to violate your oath, uh, then uh, you you uh, then you'd have to uh, bring a korban, okay? Uh, and that's that's what he says. Shiba. Um, uh, what does it mean that everyone agrees? Rabbi Yochanan, pshita, right? If you say that this was according to Rabbi Yochanan, that was obviously. Uh, uh, the, the 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 issue because we had the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan uh, versus uh, Rash Lakish. He says, "Listen, uh, even though uh, you knew your your what, what you were doing is wrong, uh, but you you didn't know of the punishment. So surely uh, that is uh, Rabbi Yochanan." Uh, he says, "The case of an oath is different." Uh, it says, "Vki kama Rabbi Yochanan." No, maybe you would say in this case that Rabbi Yochanan would say, "Heka dika karet." He says, "No, uh, when there is karet." He says, uh, then I would say my opinion, because he says, uh, even if you're just unaware of karet, he says, yeah, uh, the, the, the case is different, because there is no karet of ahacha to lake a karet law. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan would not necessarily have to agree to this opinion. You might say uh, that the case of uh, the uh, this oath that you say with your lips uh, would be different because of the fact uh, that there is no karet involved. So we can't say that this is obvious according to Rabbi Yochanan. Alright, so what could you have thought? Uh, the fact is that here this whole concept of uh, violating uh, this oath uh, is a uh, is a kiddush. Why is it a kiddush? Because you, you have to bring a Korban, uh, but you're not liable for karet. The kolat Torah kula lo ashkan lav demate ale korban because all over uh, shas all throughout the Torah. Sorry, uh, every time you do something uh, forbidden uh, that carries that, that you have to bring a korban for uh, that that makes you bring a korban, uh, you you generally have to, have to do something that uh, is 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 basically uh, going to make you uh, liable for karet. Uh, if you did it on purpose, you would get karet and inadvertently you would have to bring a korban. This is the exception. Hakamati, this is the exception. Kishagak with korban, nami lachayev. So here, you just have to bring a korban, but there is no karet bearing sin involved uh, in this. The shuat bitoy, it is just a negative commandment. However, you do have to still bring the korban, nami lachayev. So you might think uh, that uh, you would be liable According to to these rabbis, uh, against the opinion of uh, of uh, uh, of Mumbaz and, and Abayah says no, not necessarily Kamash Malan. Uh, that is not the case. All right, uh, Maitve, uh, we challenge that. What is this? How do you define this type of thing? Uh, if you make a mistake about uh, uh, something uh, that goes on the past, uh, what is that? If you swear about something that that happens in the past, uh, if you just to note, if you if you say something, you forget. You say I didn't eat, and meanwhile you did eat. If you 
uh, say that uh, that you've forgotten that you'd eaten, uh, then that is actually not the not the case. You don't bring a korban. So therefore, what does what does the case have to be? Uh, it says Shimamar Yudani Shushvazu Asura Aval Ani Yudaya Imchayvin Le Korban. Uh, I knew that uh, this uh, making of a shvurt shav, this false oath, is not allowed, but I didn't know that you have to bring a korban. Uh, once you get to allow a korban or law, I didn't know if you had to bring a korban for it or not. So that in that case, you are chayv. So this, what are we talking about here? Uh, who does this obviously follow? This must be high uh, money mumbasi. This must be again uh, the case of mumbas. You said that even uh, if you know that it is wrong, uh, but you don't know that you'd be liable for a korban, uh, so therefore this slots in exactly to that understanding of Mumbaz. Right, Lishna Akhrina, uh, there is another version of this and there is some discussion. Uh, Rashi doesn't like uh, this whole other version. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's another version of what he says. Uh, it says, money, who is this like? If you say this is that should be obvious. That is Mumba. And um, the love. Uh, if you say that throughout the whole Torah uh, where you have to bring a Korban uh, so he says and if you do something by mistake uh, is, is also uh, you, and you still uh, you know and, and then you have to still uh, define as uh, a is bringing a korban hacha chiddushu. Yeah, it is a big chiddush uh, because, as we said, there's no karet uh, involved here. Who the law, um, you know, uh, uh, the chiddushu, the korshkan. How much more so uh, over here that uh, if you if you have to bring a korban, even though there's no karet, it should be uh, obvious. Elalav rabbanani. So this must be like the rabbis tuvta davaya tuvta. So this, according to this version, as we said, which Rashi doesn't like it, uh, this knocks out a bar. In any case, uh, we are we move on. Abai brings another case, uh, which he says, "Hakol modim betruma shein chayvelin chomesh ad shishgeg belav shiba." You won't have to pay an additional amount, uh, additional penalty. What are we talking about here? If a non-kohen eats uh, truma, uh, what do you have to do? Uh, truma that obviously belongs to the kohen. If a non-kohen eats truma, he has to pay back. Uh, the Kohen, uh, and he has to add on an additional surcharge, an additional penalty. Uh, here it calls it a fifth, but really is it a fifth from the outside? In other words, uh, if the, uh, the trimmer that he ate was worth 80, he has to give a hundred back uh, because uh, you take 20 over 80, uh, sorry, you take 20 over uh, the new figure of a hundred, uh, he um, uh, he has to bring that. So it's actually uh, the twenty over uh, the hundred, the full amount, and that is the fifth. What's known as a fifth from the outside. So that is uh, what we would call. Uh, he adds uh, twenty onto eighty, so we'll call that a twenty-five percent increase. The Gemara just calls it a fifth, um, but uh, that is the understanding. Abaya uh, uh, says everyone agrees uh, in terms of truma that you'd have to add on uh, this fifth. Only what if you didn't know about its uh, prohibition, that you didn't know uh, that it was forbidden to eat Truma. Again, the Gomorrah goes through a similar type of process. What do you mean that everyone agrees? Uh, Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, that is, again, uh, Rabbi Yochanan. So, uh, you know, even though uh, in terms uh, of, uh, um, of of, of Karet, uh, he would say that is... Um, you don't know that the thing carries carrots. Yeah, there is no carrot. Uh, and surely, uh, th- therefore, you know, we would say that is Peshitta. Uh, even Rabbi Yochanan would hold this because the only time he mentioned uh, is the, the carrot uh, issue, uh, the only time he mentioned that you'd be un, uh, unaware of something, he says, only when, they, when the, the punishment is carrot. Yeah, as we had uh, previously uh, in terms of uh, that shvurt between yeah it was also obvious that uh, uh, there is the he even he would say that uh, because there is no uh, you're not getting carrot so even Rabbi Yochanan uh, would agree to that uh, says the Gemara um, and we say no uh, we say is that so obvious he came Rabbi Yochanan no but maybe when Rabbi Yochanan said it heikad ikka carrot that's only when there's carrot heikad the lake carrot law he might not necessarily agree in that situation that there's punishment because uh, when there's no carrot, his rule 
doesn't apply. Maratama, uh, no, what could you have thought? Uh, again, uh, you know, wh- wh- why would you have said Mita, Makom, Karet, or Meret? What do you get if you eat uh, Truma uh, uh, that, that doesn't belong to you? Eating of Truma, uh, it, it, it doesn't belong to you. You're actually liable for Mita, Shemaim. So you might think Mita, Shemaim is essentially the same as Karet. Death from heaven is essentially the same as being cut off. Uh, by heaven, you might think they are equivalent. Um, so even though uh, you were mistaken uh, with it, uh, you didn't know about the mitzah, uh, you would uh, be be chayav. You wouldn't know about mitzah uh, It's the same as uh, not knowing about karet, uh, and and the two could be equated. Kamash uh, Malan, no, uh, that that is not the case. When he said karet, he meant karet. Carried specifically, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and and nothing, uh, even Mita Bidashamam. That is a biased view. All right, uh, Rava Amar Rava says, No, uh, I disagree with this last statement. He says, Mita Makom Karet Omerit. He says, No, death from heaven is very similar uh, to, be, uh, to uh, being cut off by heaven. I'm saying the two of them are actually essentially uh, the same. And as a result, uh, and instead of uh, giving a korban, in this case, you have to pay the fifth. So, uh, uh, therefore, according to uh, Rava, it is the same uh, as uh, any normal uh, korban, uh, and karet and korban, he says, is equated to uh, a fifth uh, and a sacrifice. Um, in terms of that. All right, uh, now uh, that, that kind of finishes uh, that discussion about uh, behavior, you know, inadvertent, uh, how inadvertent do things have to be uh, for you to uh, be liable for korbanot or not. Uh, and, uh, and now we move on into, into another area, um, a, um, the following machlokets. Amrav Huna, Hayam Mahalech Bederech. Uh, or Bamidbar. If you're walking on the road uh, and or you walk into the desert, i.e. some uninhabitable uh, place, and you lose track of time, and you don't know when Shabbat is, uh, what is your solution? Uh, two different understandings of what you have to do. Uh, if the first opinion um, uh, is that uh, you, uh, you have to keep... Um, uh, you have to uh, count six days from the day uh, that you uh, uh, that you realize your mistake, that you kind of lose track of time. You count the next six days uh, as weekdays, and then you keep uh, one day as Shabbat. Uh, uh, that is uh, the Tanakhama's opinion. Chia Barav, Omer, Chia Barav says, No, Mishamar Yomichad. Uh, what do you do? You keep Shabbat first. You say, Oi, uh, I've lost track of time. Maybe today is Shabbat. So you keep uh, one day uh, immediately and, um, uh, and then Omone Shisha. And then you count six thereafter. Remark immediately, what are the Tanakama uh, and. Um, uh, 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 sorry, the first opinion. Uh, the first opinion was actually Rav Huna's uh, opinion, um, and not an unnamed uh, Tanakama. Uh, so, what is Rav Huna's opinion? He says you you count uh, another six days and then Shabbat. And uh, Rav Chia Barav uh, says no, you count the first day and then six days thereafter. So uh, the Gemara asks, what is the argument about? Ma'asavar, uh, the first opinion um, uh, Rav Huna says, Mibriyato uh, Shalolam. It says uh, the, the same way. Uh, see, there were six days first, and then Hashem created the seventh day. At the end of the six days, you have to have the seventh day at the conclusion of 60 days, uh, of six uh, days. Uh, and the other opinion, Ma'asavar, Chia Barav, uh, holds Kadam uh, He says the same way uh, we have Adam, uh, the same way man uh, was created on the sixth day, uh, so too he immediately went into Shabbat. The next day uh, he, he kept as Shabbat, and then only afterwards uh, that. Uh, so we have to model ourselves uh, on you know the, that that first man according to Kiyabarav, and he says keep one day of Shabbat, your first day. Uh, that you realize you keep a Shabbat and then the next six days uh, carry on thereafter. 
that is the two opinions. We say Maitve, um, uh, is that really so uh, in terms of the following writer? Uh, we challenge it. The second uh, version, i.e. Chiyabarav's opinion, uh, we challenge a time, Halakwiterich, Vainuda, Amatai, Shabbat. The following Brata says, uh, if you're traveling and you are, don't know uh, when Shabbat is, Meshamari uh, Yomichad Lishishi, you observe one in six. Uh, what is it, my love? Mune Shisha, Meshamar Yomichad. Surely that means you count six and then you keep uh, the one day, you guard the one day as Shabbat. The Gemara says, law, not a conclusive. Proof. Maybe it could easily, uh, as easily mean uh, that you keep one day and you do six afterwards. Yaki um, says, if that's your answer, uh, why do you have to say you keep one day for six? Uh, surely it would have been much easier to say Mishamer Yomechad keep one day and then count six Mibale. Uh, That's what it should have said. Uh, it kind of used this more, much more ambiguous uh, language. You know, you keep one day four six. One day four six means uh, surely after six days you keep one day. Vod uh, and another challenge. Uh, Tanya, we have another brata uh, uh, which says Hayam Halakvederich or Bamidbar. If you're walking on the way uh, and you lose track of time, or in the in the, in the wilderness, uh, the, the, the desert, Shabbat. You don't know when Shabbat is. Mishamariyomichad. An explicit brata that says you count six days uh, and you then you observe uh, one day as the rest day. Tuvta Taravkia Barav Tuvta. That knocks out Rabbiya Barav. Okay, uh, that definitely knocks him out. So we see that you have to keep six days and then um, uh, observe uh, one day as the rest day. All right, so now, uh, once we've worked that out, uh, the question is how one uh, treats that specific day. Amarava, uh, it says, So now the, the person has got to, uh, uh, he has to, uh, go and every day he has to keep to the minimum amount of of food intake. Uh, he says uh, he has to work the minimum amount uh, for him just to barely eke out a living. Bama who Bama Yuyoma. We're not sure if we actually include uh, that. Um, uh, except for that day uh, that he is as uh, Shabbat. Uh, except for, sorry, uh, except for that day uh, which is Shabbat. The Gemara says, "Vahu Yoma Lamut." If a person doesn't get anything to eat that day, it's going to be very severe for him. He could even die uh, from that. You know, you're fasting a, a full 25 hours uh, once a week is not obviously very good for you. Uh, so therefore, um, you know, so 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 therefore, what do you do? Uh, the, the the first suggestion, David. Uh, uh, what you do is you somehow um, take uh, whatever money you've got and you cook twice uh, on, on, on the day before you keep as the seventh day you keep uh, you know you, you cook a double the amount uh, for that um, for that day okay it, it you know a very strange circumstance uh, this uh, but in, in, in any case uh, so you make two foods uh, two, double the amount of food on that Friday the Gemara says um, you know that's not a a, a, a fail safe solution why uh, it says maybe the day that you're now cooking because you think the following day Shabbat maybe that day that you're now cooking double uh, is actually the Shabbat itself so therefore you've done uh, something doubly wrong uh, you, you've, you've done more uh, work on Shabbat than you needed to uh, and, and therefore so the Gomorrah says uh, you know it made more Shabbat and we say Ella call Yom Vyom or say Lo Panasato uh, every day you have to get you have to work enough just to get the minimum amount of sustenance uh, even on that day as, as well because you can't take a chance and say I'm actually going to prepare uh, for the day that I think you should about because the day before that you're preparing on doing these extra malachot um, might be uh, Shabbat itself so you could get it totally wrong over there so uh, what do we do we, we have to say uh, as uh, what is um uh, sorry, what, what we have to we have to say uh, that actually, Ella um, Actually, every single day uh, you have to make enough uh, food uh, for that day. 
Uh, because you can't take a chance that you're actually going to be working uh, what you think is Erev Shabbat could actually be the real Shabbat and then you're actually working double. So rather, keep it, uh, your amount of work consistent uh, to the very minimum that you just need to scrape through from an eating point that day uh, and that is it. Okay, you don't work any harder. Uh, even, so it, it, yeah, it's almost uh, definitely, uh, you are definitely working on Shabbat yeah. Uh, but but it's, you're uncertain uh, which day is Shabbat, as opposed to uh, making a deliberate um, decision to try as to which day is Shabbat and try work double on that previous day. Uh, that could get it totally wrong because you could be working double on Shabbat. Okay, so uh, here you know you're definitely wrong and you're definitely working on Shabbat. But interestingly enough, you do the minimum amount uh, that you that you need to. So interesting that you're definitely going to be working on Shabbat, but you can't take the chance that you work double on the days actually Shabbat. Uh, interesting trade-off. In any case, um, the Gemara asks another question about this. So how do you define, you know, I'm working uh, on this day, which according to my, uh, my calculations is actually Shabbat. Maybe it is the real Shabbat. Uh, you know, I'm working on that day. How do I dis- differentiate it? How do I distinguish it? Um, from everyone else. So how do you recognize that day is Shabbat? It says you have to say Kiddush and Avdala. So even though you are going to work a very strange situation uh, because you, 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 know, you need to feed yourself, it's a matter of life and death, uh, you, you still say Kiddush and Avdala. All right, uh, more about this uh, concept. Amarava, imayamakir, miksat, hayom shiatsabo. You may not know what day it is, but you know uh, what day of the week or how many days it's been since, you do, since you've got about it. Uh, you know what day of the week. I mean, you, you know uh, when you left, and you've counted exactly the amount of days uh, since you left. Uh, therefore, um, uh, it says, imayah, Mixes your you know a little bit about the day Shiatsabo. You know uh, that uh, for sure it wasn't Shabbat that you left. You never would have picked up and walked out on Shabbat. Uh, so therefore, we're not talking here about Shabbat. Uh, um, according to this, uh, you know the seven days after you left uh, is definitely not a Shabbat because you would not have left home uh, on Shabbat for your journey. Uh, and according to this, Rava says, You can do work uh, seven days after you left. If you know the days in between, you're not sure which day you left, but you know for sure it wasn't a Shabbos. So seven days after all of those, uh, after all of that, uh, you know uh, that you can do work on that day. Uh, morning uh, tonight over there because you know it is not Shabbat. Um, so the Gemara says, Pshita, well, surely if you know you never left on Shabbat, so seven days afterwards can't be Shabbat, what's the Kiddush? Why are you telling me this law? No, Adatema, what could you think? He says, Kavan de Shabbat, Lunafik. We know that you didn't leave on Shabbat. Uh, for sure you didn't. Male Shabbata, Nami Lunafik. Well, then maybe we could even stretch it and say, well, maybe you never even left on Erev Shabbat either. Uh, and therefore we would stretch it. Vahi, I Nami, Khamishi, and you know, like even if you left on Thursday, uh, you should you should have to be able to work at least for the Friday and the Saturday, according to your uh, calculations. Um, you know, and then and without any restrictions, so you might have to make uh, more money over there. Um, uh, you might think you're able to work uh, very hard uh, that days, which you know that, that uh, uh, for, for two days, because uh, you know you didn't, um, uh, you left on day one, right? And so now day eight, you say, well, you know that could be Thursday, and then the next day is Friday because you would leave on a Thursday. Uh, you, you, the earliest you leave, the latest you leave in a week is on the Thursday, and that's it. Kamash uh, Milan, no, uh, sometimes. Sometimes it says Zimnin Demishkak Shariata Makare Vanafik. Sometimes you could even leave on a Friday. 
sometimes happens that a caravan is coming past and you do leave uh, on a Friday. So that's not a, um, uh, necessarily a good thing. That day, if you know, one day you can do, but two days you are not allowed. Okay, a bit strange because uh, surely uh, you'll know uh, that uh, you'd be under pressure when, when the caravan came, uh, that you have to get ready for Shabbat. In any case, but that is what the Gemara says. Okay, we now quote uh, from our Mishnah, uh, If you know uh, that there is, um, uh, there is a concept of Shabbat and, and the one that doesn't know. Where do we know uh, the source for this? Amarav Nachman, Amarav Abavua, Trey Kativi. Uh, there are two psukim written about Shabbat. Vashamru uh, v'nayosroet Shabbat. The children of Israel should guard uh, the Shabbat. Uh, you know, and as we know, it carries on. Lasotet Shabbat l'rotam, etc. Kudiv et Shabbatotai tishmorim. You should guard my Shabbatot, i.e., uh, in 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 plural. Okay, uh, the one one is vashamru et. Hashabbat, the, the, the Shabbat in singular, and the other one is Shabbatotai, uh, which means uh, in plural. So, how Kaitzad, how you reconcile uh, these two? Vishamri Shabbat, Shmir Echat, the Shabbatot Harbei. What does it mean you keep the Shabbat? Uh, one keeping for different Shabbats, i.e., you uh, uh, do a lot of sins, uh, but 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 they're all of the same uh, thing on on uh, even uh, on 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 different Shabbatot. So therefore, uh, you still have to only bring uh, that one uh, sacrifice. Uh, what is the next one? Um, uh, you know. It, when it says my Shabbatot uh, in plural, uh, what does that mean? Shemrat Achad Achor Shabbat Shabbat. It really means that uh, you know one one thing that you observe uh, for each and every Shabbat. So every time you break Shabbat, you would have to uh, bring a korban. So the, the, those are the the two different things where it says. Um, a singular and a plural. Uh, he says uh, that you know sometimes it's uh, it's it, you have to bring um, one thing. Uh, you know, only bring one korban, uh, even though it's over different Shabbatot, and the other one is sometimes uh, one thing for each Shabbat. Uh, that is uh, Rav Nachman, so that's uh, quoting Rabbi Ba'avua. Makif la Rav Nachman by Yitzhak. Rav Nachman by Yitzhak says, actually, Adaraba should actually be the opposite. Ifkemistabra, uh, he says the opposite should be the case. V'sham rivna, su'eta Shabbat, shmir echat, l'chol Shabbat v'Shabbat. He says, uh, the children of Israel have to observe Shabbat. He says, one guarding for each and every Shabbat. In other words, uh, that teaches you it's opposite. Instead of teaching you about one Shabbat, it actually is talking about many Shabbatot. Uh, it says, uh, this, You should keep my Shabbatot. Uh, you should guard them. Shabbatot That is talking about one guarding. In any case, uh, the, the, the important thing from our perspective is that in both these instances, even though it seems like they're totally uh, disagreeing, um, the uh, uh, Rav Nachman and Rav Avua are essentially saying uh, the, the, the same thing. They're just using the verses. Um, uh, Rav Nachman and, and Rav Avua uh, 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 said, yeah, they, they're just uh, Rav Nachman Yitzhak. He says, uh, they're both talking about um, one Shabbatot doing multiple labors on it and uh, and then double Shabbat, uh, more Shabbatot doing uh, labors on that. Really, they are talking about uh, uh, the, the comparison with these verses. They take opposite stances, uh, but they're both essentially saying the same thing, but they're using different verses to prove it. Okay, uh, everyone should have a, a good day. We are going to quote further from our Mishnah tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, and deal with that.